It's time for Yusuf on security. We have yet another very important installment. In this episode, we will cover the SMTP authentication protocols. I think you will agree this is a just-in-time and topical subject. It's all coming up next on Yusuf on security. This is Yusuf on security, episode 10, recorded Saturday, April 10th, 2021. SMTP authentication protocols. Current methods of threat detections are um, good enough, but organizations are not using other tools at their disposal to mitigate um, email-related risk. Let's go back to the traditional methods of threat detection, um, threat being malware, for example, phishing, and also social engineering. Let's start with the malware, because I think that's what most of the people understand. Malware, essentially, um, comes in as a content. That means attachment or URL um, to drive by um, website. And the techniques used um, nowadays are um, antivirus to scan the content of the um, of the message. Um, predominantly, obviously, the attachment, whether it contains um, script embedded into the document that is um, within the email, or URLs that are pointing to locations that are nefarious that will introduce malware to the to the end user's machine. So that's the malware, and, and antivirus are predominantly um, effective to deal with that, but also the more advanced um, detection methodology built in in addition to the antivirus and I'm talking about multi-layer um, engines that are built into the SMTB gateway um, and also sandboxing um, as I've mentioned on previous episode and that's just really looking at the um, the file that is carried by that SMTB stream and then stripped in the um, stripping the, the file and sending to a um, sandboxing technology or what we refer to sometimes detonation chamber and then look at the file and analyze and emulate and record all the activities that the file would have done um, should it have continued um, down the security stack and made its way to the to the user so that's the that's essentially the current method um, of threat detection pertaining to malware the second one is obviously uh, mitigation of phishing um, and that's again content urls um, that um, obviously are fake um, or compromised um, websites and the techniques used to, to mitigate those obviously are um, you know blocking the URLs um, by way of um, blacklisting but also IP reputation um, the uh, SMTP hop that send the message at the last hop um, should be checked uh, from a reputation point of view and if it's obviously it has a low reputation then you configure your gateway to make sure that stream is never actually accepted, um, i.e. the handshake would never actually occur. So you might not actually receive any stream or anything on your gateway if it's been dropped um, at the um, at the point of handshake. So if you go to your message tracking, you would not be able to see it because why would you receive anything? Why would you have to make sure your machine looks at something that is obviously not good? So that's the phishing. The third one is social engineering. And this one is really a bit tricky. Again, is content orientated attack um, and social engineering um, of text and benign attachments in such a way they drive um, the user to do something on behalf of the um, of the cyber crook so essentially there is necessarily nothing really attached on the on the file 
that that is um, coming with the um, with the email, but more it's aligned to actually trick the user to do something they otherwise would have done on a normal scenario. Um, and those are um, the way that the um, these techniques um, are, are detected is um, is by keyword analysis, um, for example. So that's the current methods of threat detection. And you know, looking back. In, in the years 2000, um, when the volumes of threats were really picking up, um, you know, you guys remember um, spam and email um, and the days of, um, you know, pharmacy, Canadian pharmacies, etc. Um, and But at the turn of 2015, let's say 2016, um, or maybe slightly earlier, to be quite honest, um, I'm, I'm dating myself here, um, the, the, the content um, deception um, was, was actually the, the technique used, the preferred technique by the cyber crook at that point, you know, prior to 2015, 2016. But the things actually turned um, um, to a sinister, um, um, towards a sinister corner. um, And that that's the identity impersonation um, where things essentially um, became a, a, li- a bit more difficult um, to detect. Um, and if we really just recap, there are myriads of attacks, but there are predominantly four attack types, um, you know, geared towards um, towards the um, identity impersonation. Um, and those would probably be direct um, domain spoofing where um, the, the domain is spoofed um, and there are obviously mitigation um, that we can that we can actually take um, display name deceptions um, so the name doesn't really um, it doesn't look exactly um, what you what you're really looking at is not the real name but it's actually sort of a deceptive way and there's a lot of techniques used um, in, in in the later years of how to actually deceive um, users and think what they are actually looking at is what it is, but in fact it is not. Um, and and you can probably Google um, 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 penny code um, that um, technique if you want to have a look what those techniques are. Um, and then the, the the other one is the lookalike domain attack. So um, people um, the cyber crooks will, will will set up a domain that looks like. Um, your legitimate domain, um, but it's very tricky to detect. And human eyes, obviously, at their best, they're not really very good at um, 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 you know parsing text. Um, let alone when you're reading on a um, on a small smartphone, small devices. Um, so it's, it's very very tricky to detect. And then the other one is the most difficult, where well, actually the most damaging, I should say, is the account takeover. Um, and all of those, predominantly, I mean, there are many, but those are the top four. Attack- types. Um, the, 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 the issue lies obviously um, um, the, the SMTP protocol. Um, it's not built, it's not created for with, with security in mind. This has been there for, for, for youngs, um, to be quite frank. Um, and the, if you look at the a typical SMTP um, um, conversation, you would you would see the, the, the connection um, and being made. You will see the, the hello um, um, to the domain that the message is destined to um, you might you, you will be able to see the, the mail from um, the, the, the the recipient to um, and those are normally uh, those are the envelopes what they call the envelopes within within the SMTB conversation then if you dive further down you'll you then get into the into the data
data, essentially. So that's really the body, um, and the body itself contains the subject, the from field, and the on the on the to to the to the destination. Now, uh, for those of you who are paying attention, I've I've mentioned twice the mail from and the recipient to, um, and and that's not a mistake. That's actually um, true. Um, there is a um, um, mail from and recipient to, and then again there is from field and the to field, and those are two different distinct within the within this construct of a of an SMTB conversation. The latter is called the um, the the friendly from, and this is the one that causes a lot of trouble. Um, it's called also the RFC five three two two, and this is what you normally. The, the from and the to that I'm talking about is when you open your Outlook or any your, any one of your uh, mail agents, um, this is the one that displays the from and the to, where the message came from and where the message is going. Um, so it's formatted in such a way that makes it easy to spot um, where is from and where is to. So the to would be your, your, your email address and the subject, etc. What you don't see is the, is the, is the mail from and the recipient too, which is the first part, and that's part of the envelope. That's essentially the um, um, the sender, and, and that's where the gateways are passing, uh, actually looking at and checking. Um, most of the traditional, typical, your gateway um, would not actually go down to the second um, headers within the body um, of the of the message, so the from and the to, um, which are can be can be really made of anything so you can really just type a message and actually make it display uh, mickeymouse.com um, that it came from mickeymouse.com to whoever you want it to be and, and actually fool the person and that's really where the problem starts now how do you mitigate those um, obviously there are protocols to make sure that we actually clean um, those areas of the message to, 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 to ensure that there is no abuse and, and the first protocol is the is the the send policy framework SM um, SPF and the send policy framework is specified and you can read this in RFC four four zero eight the second part and in a nutshell um, it's a list of IP addresses or um, I should say and or host names that are typically authorized to send mail on behalf of a specific domain. Um, and what it allows is, it allows the recipient to verify the sending IP address um, by looking up a DNS record listed in the authorized uh, mail gateway for, for that particular domain. Um, so essentially, it's a DNS text record that the organization ought to publish and say, um, this is the gateway IP address that, mess- that my mail messages will be going um, via um, and this is the domain um, the um, email belongs to and those two should be published so when you send a message out um, and the recipient gateway receives it it calls to that dns um, text record and actually verifies that the um, message um, the gateway that's handed over the message to that um, um, recipient gateway is in fact the one that is listed on the DNS record and they should match if there is no funny things going on um, but obviously if there is a domain spoof um, and someone is playing a trick here um, they should never match anyway because if they do then that means your DNS record has been has been compromised so you have a bigger problem to deal with let alone being a, an email issue. 
So the Sunday Policy Framework, SPF, um, deals with the gateway and the domain matching and making sure that you mandate to say these are the IP addresses and the domain where my messages um, will be coming from. Anything other than that, don't um, don't don't allow it. And that is really a good way to just underscore um, the messages are delivered um, to the you know um, intended recipient um, and coming from the legitimate domain and IP address. So that's the that's the SPF, um, the typical construct that you can actually just Google really to to, to have a look at the um, um, the format of the of of the um, SMTP record semantics. The next one is um, it's called the uh, Domain Keys Identified Mail, um, DKIM, and yet, yet another protocol really um, specified in RFC 5585. Um, and in a nutshell, this one specifies methods for gateway-based um, cryptography signing of you know, your outgoing messages. Um, so essentially what you're doing here is you're embedding a verification data in your email header um, before it exits your gateway. And that's a way for recipients to um, verify the integrity of the message. I'll, I'll stop here. Let's just recap um, those, those, those heavy words that I've actually used, you know, uh, cryptography signing, um, integrity. Let's just remind ourselves what security stands for. Um, security um, stands for three legs, essentially. Um, that is the confidentiality, integrity and availability so that's that's the three mantra of a security um, and what it really means is confidentiality um, a data or information should be confidential and only disclosed to those um, who have right to see it that's confidentiality anything beyond that you're lost essentially data and that's called data breach so that's confidentiality one of the one of the you know the legs that the security stands for. Um, the second one is um, integrity, and integrity really just means uh, the data should be trusted. Um, it should not be tempered with. Um, it should always be what you intended it to be. Um, it should not really be interfered. If it does get um, modified, then it lost integrity and it's lost um, the trustworthiness um, that it had. So integrity is extremely important because if databases are corrupted and modified and with willy-nilly with no much of accountability then there is no point of having that data so that is integrity the third leg is availability um, the data should be available when it's needed to whoever is actually requesting um, so availability if you lose availability of data then that means you really have lost uh, the property one part of a critical part of the uh, of security and here, the, the DKIM protocol, the Domain Keys Identified Mail protocol, is doing the integrity, meaning you're making sure that the message that you have sent is integral. Um, it has not been messed with. It has not been modified in transit. So the recipient um, trusts the message and says, without shadow of a doubt, this message came from organization A. Um, and therefore, um, what is also called in the, in the cryptography uh, 
um, domain or, or, or industry, a non-repudiation is being maintained, uh, meaning the sender of the message cannot, cannot later deny that it has sent that message. So because you have cryptographically signed um, the, the outgoing message. So without us really going into the, into the weeds of, of, of the um, of cryptography, um, let's suffice um, to say you're basically signing part or multiple part of the outgoing message before it leaves your gateway, and it's your gateway that's doing this, um, and and making sure that you instill trust um, in that outgoing message so that organizations that are receiving your emails, your messages, trust that there has not been any tampering within 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 that again it's a um it's a it's a dns record that you published um and you publish your 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 keys essentially so you publish the the public key but the private key um should be maintained and never published um we can do a i'm sure we can do a um i can do a um um topic on the cryptography part that's the second um protocol and then finally um the um the dmark now uh, domain mail authentication recording and conformance is another that's a mouthful yes um is another protocol um and it's really here to help the issue with um that the the dkim protocol and the spf protocol could not solve so both the DKIM protocol and the SPF protocol had shortcomings, um, not because of bad design, um, but because of different nature of, of each technology and the era in which they, they were developed. So here the DMARC um, was, was actually coined and, and created. Um, it's leveraging the great existing technology and, and providing sort of a glue to keep them in sync of those two um, um, aforementioned um, protocol, the DKIM and the SPF. And it's, um, essentially it's allowing senders to mandate rejection and policy and have feasibility of, of, um, of, of those messages that are offending um, 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 essentially the brand or the, um, or the legitimate domain. So um, it's, it's defined um, in, um, in, um, in, 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 in an RFC, I can't remember on top of my head the the, the RFC at the moment, but I'm sure you can actually um, you can you can Google that, um, and all of those essentially really when when they are put together, um, the um, the the DMARC, the Domain Message Authentication of Recordings and Confirms um, protocol um, has one really great benefit that feasibility that I've mentioned. So when the um, when the someone receives a message on um, from your domain. Um, and it's actually sort of a spoofed or offending message that you've never sent, but someone else sent, um, pretending to be you, um, uh, they can um, actually um, um, send you a record um, and report um, back to you if you have published your DMARC and um, and set up correctly. And that's what the R in DMARC really um, stands for. So if we can just recap on all of those three, um, the SPF is really making sure that they IP address and domains are, um, are shown to anyone who's receiving your message. And if they have received um, from those IP address and domain um, that you published on the DNS, your DNS record, then that message came from you. 
all this the the spoofers should not be able to obviously pretend your domain or they can pretend your domain um, but not your IP address or vice versa but your domain is is your domain um, so there should be a way of triggering that can easily be spotted because they can never replace your domain otherwise you have a big problem the other one is you 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 creating a non repudiation mechanism and that's the DKIN the domain key identifying message that you published on DNS record just like the SPF and what you're doing here is you're attaching a cryptographic key of a multiple part or just one part of the message on its outgoing um, direction and therefore anyone who receives that says yep it's that you know it's your domain who signs it because you're the only one who holds um, the private key that corresponds um, to um, the signed message and anyone can verify by recompiling um, the, um, the the signage by using your um, your public key that you've actually published on your DNS record. So that's the DKIM. And then the DMARCs puts both in together. So when a message goes out, um, the published um, SPF um, is, is checked, um, the DNS. The published DKIM is also checked. And finally, the DMARC will be checked. Um, so the recipient domain checks those and also makes sure that the um, DKIM and SPF are aligned. Um, the domain sending and the domain um, of the, um, of, remember the two part that I've talked about within the SMTB construct, um, the header and the body, the, fr- the mail from and, re- and recipient to, but also the from and the to should align. And on a normal message, there should be no reason why they would be different, right? But if you say spammer or someone who's abusing your brand, um, they will be different because he or she will never send from your environment. If that is true, you have a bigger problem than than, than a domain. Um, and therefore, you will be able to um, to deal with it. Um, and, and obviously, you can again, um, I won't explain, of, of course, the uh, the semantic of the DMARC policy, but you will be able to actually Google that. I'm sure that I'm not now introduce you into into those three protocols. The DMARC should be, I should mention, has a stage uh, of maturity. So typically the, um, the DMARC record should tell um, recipient organization whether to um, not um, basically quarantine the message. So you, it's called policy equal none. So when you receive that message, don't quarantine it or um, P, meaning policy equal quarantine, quarantine the message, or P equal reject, reject the policy. You're basically really giving a signal to the recipient um, um, domains um, not to not to um, not to just accept the message, but actually reject. Um, and those are really the way that you normally deal with um, with um, spoofed uh, messages. So those three protocols are great to put in place, um, but also um, to really make sure that you mature towards rejection policy once you reach the um, the um, DMARC um, um, maturity. And I think if 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 you if you look into those and put those in place, I think you will see a lot of benefit. I'll, I'll stop here, and um, I'm sure we can pick up with um, with a different um, um, segment, or maybe emphasize a lot more um, with the cryptography on an upcoming interview. But today, I'll leave you here. Take care. Bye bye.